I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy and I'm a quilter and welcome to episode 96 in which I take a little break to work. And I'm recording this on Wednesday, I believe it's July 11th, 2012, don't hold me to that one. <laughs> and uh, I am going to do just a short episode tonight because unfortunately I actually already recorded an episode and then in sort of, instead of hitting save, I hit cancel and it was gone. <laughs> it's, uh, that's just indicative of where my head is at. Um, I have not posted quite on schedule those last couple of weeks, and this is probably the last episode I'll be able to post for another probably three weeks. Um, this is our crazy making time at work, and next week, um, early next week, I leave for our two-week extravaganza that happens every summer. It's the week of board meetings followed by a week of our women's conference, and I, I look forward to the time because I really enjoy the women I work with. It's a really good time. We do a lot of laughing in the midst of really long meetings, and uh, um, we get a lot done, but it is intense, and it is exhausting, and it is wearing, but it's also very fulfilling. Uh, but I will be fried when I get home, so I'm going to have to have a few days to kind of regroup after that as well before I can post another podcast. Uh, I will have internet access while I'm gone. I just won't have a lot of time, so I will be able to see if y'all post comments and, you know, send me pictures and all that kind of stuff that I always love and keeps me connected to the quilty world when I am otherwise engaged with the rest of my life. So uh, do send me stuff. I just may not be able to respond quite as quickly and as frequently as I normally do. I will be trying to, um, you know, keep posted on Twitter and that kind of thing. But, you know, I really, like I said, it's I'm, my days are full while I'm gone from early in the morning until very late at night. So um, I did have a couple of book reviews and stuff I was going to do tonight, and I actually had already done, but I am just worn out. So I'm probably not going to do those. I'm going to hold on to them until my next episode. I'll give you a little bit of a Sandy update, and then I'll be thanking listeners, and then I think we'll call it a night. <laughs> this is... It wasn't the world's best episode that I sent, you know, spiraling off into the cybersphere, but it wasn't bad. So, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, you won't be able to share in that with me. Um, a little bit of a Sandy update. I did get the top of the baby quilt done. I don't really remember how much I've talked about this before. I know I've mentioned that it was in progress. I don't know if I mentioned what I did to myself in the midst of it. I had designed it on EQ7, which, you know, it's all half-square triangles, so it was just a matter of figuring out what colors were going where. And I had printed off the page that had the picture of the overall quilt, and then the page that had the yardage estimates, but I had not printed off anything that indicated a block size. I thought I remembered what the block size was, but it was, you know, a few months between the time I designed it and the time I actually made the quilt, and just started making the quilt. And unfortunately, in that time, then I had also um, had a computer crash and lost the EQ7 files. I have, they they were backed up. I have since restored them, but not until after I already had the top piece. So uh, in any case, I 
started out doing all my cutting and realized very quickly that the math wasn't working out with the yardage estimates versus what I was seeing I was going to get out of these. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, I've, I'm working with a different block size than what I'd originally planned. But fortunately, it did not turn out to be too much of an issue. I did have to go buy some more of the background fabric, the white but I had just picked that up at Joann's, so that wasn't a big deal to just run up and get another quarter yard or whatever it was I needed. Um, all the rest of the fabrics, I had plenty. I do always buy a little bit more than strictly what I think I need. I usually round it up to the nearest half yard or whatever. Um, and so I was I was fine on the rest of them. I don't have a lot of scrap, but that's fine. And the only place I ran into problems then was the backing. And it's actually unusual for me to buy backing before I have the top finished because I do tend to change designs on the fly, intentionally, usually. <laughs> this time it was unintentional. But I, I rarely worry about getting the backing until I've already got the quilt done. And in this, But in this instance, I had um, really wanted to use the border fabric that I based all the colors on is from the Dr. Seuss line. It's not the characters, um, but it's just one of their, you know, kind of geometric designs from that line. And so I got the stripe from the same line for the backing. And also a thought that I might also use that for the binding. Um, so unfortunately, when I realized I didn't have enough once the quilt top was done, I looked into how much scrap I had left and whether I could piece it back together. Uh, but for a variety of reasons, I decided not to go that route. I didn't really have enough scrap left that I could have pieced something together that would have had a look to it that I felt like would go with the front. And um, I, I just didn't want to go that route. Like I said, I, I messed around with it for a little bit and ultimately decided, no, you know, I, I really don't want to do that. It would take a lot longer, actually, to piece it together that way with the amount of scrap I had left. And I just wanted to, to have the stripe back. And um, so I did end up ordering some more from the Fat Quarter Shop, which means I know I'll get it relatively quickly because their shipping is always quite quick. Unfortunately, with my schedule and about to be out of town, I'm not sure I'm going to get it in time that I'll be able to finish the quilt before I leave town, which is unfortunate because the little baby girl has already been born. And I was really hoping to be able to get this done and get it to him before the baby was born, and then she ended up going into labor about 10 days early, which I'm sure she was thrilled about. Um, so I've I've heard rumor that the baby has been born. I have not been able to be over to visit her yet. I'm hoping maybe I can get over there to visit, even if I can't bring the finished quilt before I leave town. Otherwise, I'll be doing it as soon as I get back. So um, I had hoped, originally I had planned to try to do this baby quilt also on the long arm, like I had just done the log cabin quilt. Unfortunately, it, now that's down to kind of all when I get this backing fabric in, because if I get the backing fabric in in the next couple days, and it looks like I could actually quickly get this done this weekend, then I'm just going to do it on my home machine, because I won't be able to get into the, the local quilt shop when it's actually open and get on their long arm before I leave. Um, but if it doesn't come in in time, and I don't think I can actually get it done, then I'll just wait until I'm home, in which case, you know, the long arm is back up for grabs. So that's kind of where that stands right now. Uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow, actually, I am attending the Ricky Tim Super Seminar. I'm looking forward to that. Some of my guild peeps and I are carpooling over and meeting some of our other guild peeps there. So I've got some folks to sit with all built in. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It should be a good weekend. Um, that's all I really have to say about that right now. 
until I'm sure I will try to remember. I'll make some notes to myself so that I can talk about it when I get home. Because unfortunately, by the time I do post another podcast after that seminar, I will also have had board meetings and um, a conference. And I tend to suffer complete amnesia about anything that happened before that by the time I'm done with that, because it just crowds everything else out of my mind. But hopefully I will remember to talk about the Ricky Tim seminar at some point. Uh, the the only other project I've got going on this summer is um, our guild is submitting some baskets to a uh, silent auction this fall for our local hospice house, the Aurora House. And I was um, part of a team that actually kind of determined how this process was going to happen. And we launched it last night at our guild meeting. And what we've done is broken into five different teams and we randomized how the teams would be formed and formed the five teams. And then each one of us on the planning team is a team captain. And we had come up with five themes ahead of time and put them on slips of paper. And each team, once they were formed, then they randomly drew their uh, team, their theme out of the basket. And then that determined which one of us was their team captain. So for example, one of the five themes was spa, which I had claimed. I said, oh, I want to do the spa theme. And uh, so that made me automatically the team captain. But they didn't know that until after they had drawn their theme. And so they would draw their theme. And then we'd announce, oh, yay, I'm your team captain. Or, you know, Mary said, I'm your team captain. And then we had three of our team captains who weren't there last night. So Mary and I were then cheering those other three teams on as well. Um I am really, really pleased to announce that doing it this way, and I really think it is because we did it this way, we have 100% participation so far in the baskets. Um, everybody that was there last night decided they wanted to join in and do this, and, and they just had a great time forming their teams. And then we actually had some time built into our meeting for them to do a little bit of um, starting planning, brainstorm some ideas, decide what they were going to do. Uh, so for our spa theme, I think I can say this. I've only got a couple of people from the guild that listen to uh, the podcast. So you'll just, and one of them's one of the team captains, so you'll just have to not share with anybody else. I don't know that we're really keeping secret what we're doing in the baskets, but maybe. Uh, but for our spa theme, one of the things I'll be making is I'm going to buy some um, nice, you know, thick pillar candles, and then I'm going to make some candle mats, quilted candle mats out of spa colors. And I think there's something else I'm making. I don't remember what the other thing was. Candle mats. <sighs> oh, lavender sachets, because I still have lavender left from my garden from last year, dried lavender. So I'm going to be making some lavender sachets. And then we have other folks that are making other items. And they're not all quilted items. We're do kind of doing a mix. So there's going to be some nice soaps in there and some loofahs and... Um, one person's making one of those uh, wraps that you can stick it, you know, the you can make it quilted out of fabric. The, one of the things you stick in the microwave and then you can wrap it around your neck and get the heated thing. She's making that. So we've got some ideas going. The other themes are um, kitchen slash cooking items. Holiday, any holiday. They could have chosen any holiday or a, a span of holidays. They did decide to focus on Christmas. A tailgate picnic theme and then a baby juvenile theme. So we're going to have these five teams and then anybody who wasn't there last night will be able to let us know, you know, via email that they want to participate and we'll randomly assign them to teams try just in terms of numbers. We want to try to keep the numbers pretty even among the teams. 
Uh, so we bring our completed items back in September. That's when we kind of do our show and tell with it. Um, we're not specifically making it a competition, but we are kind of, I mean, we're hoping that the team spirit will get going and people will kind of just want to say, we're going to make the best basket ever because um, as our planning team decided is the more people feel competitive about making the best basket ever, the more that benefits the hospice house because they'll have even better baskets than to auction off. Um, so it, it should be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to coming back in August and being able to focus on the items I'll be making for um, the basket. So that'll be a lot of fun. So if you're doing something like that, if you're doing gift baskets and stuff, rather than just saying, hey, who would like to contribute, you might want to consider turning it into a game. I mean, we just had so much fun. Even doing the randomizing of the teams, we had people stand in line by birthday, you know, so starting one end of the room was January 1st to the other end of the room was December 31st. And then once they got in line, according to their birthday, then we had them count off by five. Um, and we did that so that people could kind of work with some different people on the project and stuff. And it was, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to what happens in September when we all bring our, our basket items back. Uh, we're not bringing the completed baskets back. We're just bringing everything to then make the baskets because, um, we wanted to be able to show, do show and tell. We talked about, well, well, we'll have everybody put their baskets together and then bring their baskets in September. And we realized, but wait, then you have to dismantle the baskets so that you can show everybody what you made for it. Uh, so we're just bringing back the stuff for the baskets. So that'll be fun. Um, so that's the Sandy update. Have not really touched my sewing machine in the last couple, uh, last few days. The last sewing I did was last weekend um, when I got the borders on my baby quilt. And I'm really pleased with the way the baby quilt turned out. It's very cute. I did tweet a picture of it. I'll try to remember to post a picture on the blog or Flickr or something like that. Um, like I said, I'm going to hold those two book reviews until the next episode because I be sleepy right now. Um, listener comments. Got a lot of listener comments. I always appreciate it when you all talk back to me. It gives me something to converse with. I really, really appreciate when you comment. I did want to clarify something. I realized after reading the first few comments I got after the last episode that I probably had not been clear on one particular fact. A lot of folks were very concerned when I talked about my experience with the long arm that um, I had paid for time I didn't get. And that's not at all true. I was there for two hours. I was supposed to be on the long arm for two hours. It turned out I was only on the long arm for one hour, but they only charged me for one hour. They did not charge me for two. The way they work it is they kind of wait and see how long you're there, and then they charge you for the time you're on the machine. And the same thing was true. I had bought my batting from them. I just had them cut it while they were there so that I wouldn't have to piece batting together at home, etc. And uh, they measured it off and, you know, cut it for me. And then I took it in and put it on the long arm. I didn't have to pay for everything until later. So they kind of keep a running tab by the um, cash register. And then you cash out at the very end. Uh, so that wasn't a problem at all for me. I was only charged for the time that I was actually on the machine. They're very good about that. So I appreciate your concern. And I'm sorry I wasn't clear about that. Um, a lot of folks also commented on when they're able to rent long arms from their local quilt shops, they're not able to do that until they've taken a four to six hour class at the shop. And I can understand why shops do that. However, with my schedule, I'm really, really glad that my local quilt shop works it the way they do. Now they do have those classes. They call, you know, they call it a boot camp. Um, but when I was looking at all of the schedule of those classes, I, there, I couldn't fit any of them in. I always had stuff going on those days. 
And um, I figured, you know, if I had to wait to be able to get to one of those classes, I'd still be waiting to do this five years from now. So I am very appreciative of the fact that this local quilt shop is flexible like that and willing to teach you one-on-one if that's what you need. Uh, the other thing about the classes that this local quilt shop does, their, their long-arm boot, clamp, boot camp classes, half of it is spent just piecing together a project. It's sort of, it's almost a beginner's quilting class, but it's geared also at the long arm, not just your domestic machine. And it's interesting to me because just recently I was reading an article, and now I don't remember which quilt magazine it was in, but it was from a quilt shop owner who did long arm classes, and they said the vast majority of their long arm students were actually brand new quilters, that this is kind of how they were wanting to quilt right off the bat. Rather than most of us, you know, have been quilting for a long time, that's something we sort of come lately to, that long arm quilting. This person was saying in their experience, a lot of new quilters are going straight for the long arm. Um, and that's kind of what the, the, uh, qu- the, the, sorry, the long arm boot camp classes at my local quilt shop seem to have that kind of feel to them. And, you know, I am all about taking classes, but I don't want to take a four to six hour class and spend four hours of it doing something I could just do at home because I already know how to do it and only get two hours worth of actual, you know, long arm time on that. That's just not where, where I need to be right now. Um, in fact, I'm avoiding project classes altogether because, heck, I don't need any more UFOs. Uh, so I really, for me, I love the fact that my local quilt shop just lets me go in, have them show me how to do it, and rock and roll. And in fact, now that I've done it once, I could probably just go in and rent the time and not have to worry about the person being there to show me. I will feel like, particularly if I don't get to it again until August, I will want that person to show me again just to make sure it's sunk in. So again, I'm sorry if I wasn't clear um, on how that all worked, uh, but I really, I do appreciate the way they did it. You know, really for me, the only downside was the fact that my thread kept breaking and who knew, could maybe it was something I was doing because it was my first time on it. Maybe it was a problem with the machine. I won't know that until I get to work on a different machine, you know, now that I've done it once and I try to change up my technique or whatever, then I can compare it. Um, another person had commented, by the way, and I don't, it wasn't in this week's comments, that it might have even been the brand of thread. And I wasn't even thinking that because I just bought the thread that they had at the store because I didn't have any of the appropriate spools at home. I couldn't bring my own thread. So that's the other thing I may do is next time, um, if I know I'm going to be doing this a little ahead of time, actually go online and buy some long arm, a, a long arm cone of thread from a brand that I know and trust. I don't even remember what brand the one was. I, like I said, it was what they had. I grabbed it off the shelf, threw it on that, didn't even think about what kind of bre- uh, thread it was. So there's any number of things that could have caused um, the thread breakage. I won't know until I get to do it again. That's, and I'm fine with that. Um, in terms of having to wait for the person to get to me, that's yeah, a little frustrating, but you know, that's what happens in classes. <laughs> Whenever you take a class, then the you're sharing that teacher with a number of other people. So, and, you know, next time I go, maybe there won't be another person or maybe everybody else will be sailing along and I'll get individual attention. I don't know. I, I really wasn't at all upset about anything. Um, yeah, it was a little frustrating that the thread was breaking, but it was no more frustrating than if that had happened on my own home machine. <laughs> so I am just feeling nothing but positive about that whole experience and I really can't wait to do it again. That was a lot of fun. 
Um, in terms of other listener comments, I really appreciate that everybody has commented. Uh, we still have a few people playing along with the um, Color Tuesdays. I am hoping, I, I did get a Color Tuesday done, Total Color Tuesday done this week. I am hoping to get one done next week. I'm not positive whether I'm going to be able to. And then I'm not going to be able to do them. I just won't have time to do them ahead of time to pre-post while I'm gone. So you are going to miss a couple of weeks. But that gives you time. Uh, maybe I might be able to go in and reopen some of the linkies. I'll have to see if I can do that. Right now I've got every linky um, automatically closes the night before the next Total Cutter, Tuller, Tuller, <laughs> I'm sorry, I really am tired, Total Color Tuesday gets posted. Um, but maybe I can go back and reopen some of them uh, so that if any of you are now just now starting to come on board with the Total Color Tuesdays and would like a little bit of time to maybe play with some of the previous ones, maybe you can. I'll look at that. Um, can't make any promises. Don't know what I'll be able to do. So thank you so much to Jay, Amy, Susan, Sherry, I think a different Susan, Jackie, Z Any Mouse, who I do always think of as Zany Mouse, and I kind of like Zany Mouse. And by the way, Zany Mouse really amuses me on Twitter. Thank you so much, Z Any Mouse. <laughs> I really appreciated our whole conversation about Dead Break Breadmaker Olympics. It was very funny. Uh, Lindy and Noni, Debbie, Colleen, Michelle, Brenda, Lin uh, Lindy again, sorry, um, AJ Dub, Sherry, Lana, or Lana, sorry, I have a Lana in my life, so that's how I always pronounce it. Um, Susan O, Susan of the History Quilter, uh, Sherry, and Michelle. And a bunch of you had posted that I've helped you spend your money, which I always like doing. A bunch of people bought the uh, quarter-inch Fonson Porter quarter-inch ruler after I had talked about that in either podcast or blog post, don't remember which. And... Um, couple of people bought some of the books that I've reviewed. I always, always enjoy spending other people's money. Because let me tell you, y'all, the podcasters out there listening to this, you make me spend mine too. So it's all turnabout is fair play. Uh, I think that's all I'm going to do tonight. Too bad you don't have the other episode I did. It had a lot more content to it. Uh, but I will, like I said, this is probably going to be my last podcast for probably three weeks. I'm probably going to come back the first week of August by the time I've gotten rested up and actually have something to talk about again. Um, if I can, I might post a very short one this weekend about the Ricky Tim seminar. I'm just trying to uh, sort of go easy on myself in terms of what I try to mentally commit myself to these last few days before I have to go out of town. It really is by the end of the day, by the time I'm done with work, I am just completely nonverbal brain dead. I can't put two words together, as you can tell tonight, sensibly. Um, so I did recently buy myself a new computer game. <laughs> I shouldn't even talk about it. Uh, Diablo 3. Great game, by the way. Um, I, we used to play the, one of the original Diablos a long time ago, and I really like this one. It's good. Just therapy. You know, you just go through towns beating up on ghoulies. So that's pretty much all you do. <laughs> it's a really good thing to do when I can't formulate a sentence anymore in a day. So I have been doing that and reading and playing with the dogs. What little time I do have in the evening. So anyway, um, I think that's all I'm going to talk about tonight. You 
generally should know how to get a hold of me by now, <laughs> unless you're a new listener, in which case, let me tell you. You can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com. That's Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can link, you can follow the blog, quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Pinterest and Goodreads and Seamed Up, Stitch Talk, Tom Spoolery, and Google Plus, although I'm rarely on a lot of those. Uh, you, I'm Sandy Quilts in all of those places. You can like the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Flickr or on Facebook. And you can um, also like the Quilting, or you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us group in Seamed Up, which, by the way, not very chatty folks who are on Seamed Up. If you're on Seamed Up, please join the Quilting for the Rest of Us group and talk. We've started a few conversations there, and not very many people are responding in Seamed Up. And I've checked other groups, and that seems to be kind of common. So um, for whatever reason, people aren't chatting on Seamed Up, and I'd like to encourage you to chat. Uh, let's see. Oh, and also you can join the Big Tent Quiltcast supergroup, and then join the Quilting from the Rest of Us subgroup in there. Um, and I do have a question posted in the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup at, in, Big, in Big Tent as well as on Facebook. That will be an upcoming episode. I have not forgotten about it. I'm just waiting to get a few more responses. So make sure you check out in Facebook. You're going to have to kind of scroll down through the wall a bit because it's I posted it a while back. But you will find the question. I do reference um, it being for an upcoming episode. And of course, in Quilting for the Rest of Us, you'll be able to find it right in the main I'm sorry, in the big tents, you'll be able to find it right in the main forum page. Okay, before I completely go nonverbal on us, that's all I need to tell you is how to get a hold of me. So until next time, whether that be in a few days or a few weeks, I hope you have a nice, wonderful few summer moments, summer days, or those of you who are in winter, I hope you're curling up next to fires under nice cuddle quilts and getting some relaxing winter cuddle time. Um and getting some quilting in whichever hemisphere you're living in. So until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. Thank you.